Hello and welcome to Yaf Podcast, the yet another Final Fantasy podcast. This is season six, episode three, South Figaro Cave. And yeah, we're playing Final Fantasy VI Advance, which is the GBA remake version, whatever. I have not gotten my hands on the new remaster that is coming out for PC uh, because, well, by the time this episode airs, it'll probably be out, but when I'm recording it, it's uh, it's still a thing that's gonna happen in the future, which is kind of sad. I, I saw some of the I saw some of the the comparison pictures, and it looks really really nice in the remakes. It is way different though. Like comparing the SNES version with Final Fantasy VI um, Advance, right? Like the the Game Boy Advance version, you can kind of see like changes in color, maybe a little bit more detail. But when you look at the remaster it looks like a brand new indie game made in the style of 19 in the style of 90s jrpgs uh, but made today right like it's uh way more detailed and expressive than it was but it's like it's like how you your nostalgia remembers those games so it is pretty cool um it, i've seen only a few screenshots so i could be totally off about this but that's all i remember but let's get into the story of this episode um so in the last episode and i don't remember if i did skip this or not i did end up putting this in my notes uh was that during the fight uh edgar and Locke. During the fight uh, with the two mech armored suit soldiers that Kefka sent out, Edgar and Locke stop and they realize that Terra used magic. And there is like basically a cutscene in the middle of the battle. And the thing that kind of like threw me off about this is that cutscene during the battle don't often happen in these games. And when I say cutscene, I mean like literally the characters move around. So it's not just like a, oh no, we're going to go ahead and exchange some text. They actually move around and talk and both Edgar and Locke are like oh my god this is magic at some point we do defeat them the chocobos uh keep running and they run past uh Kefka who's like really angry um and then uh Locke and Edgar tell us that they're gonna take us to the returners leader when returners being the rebellious group against the empire uh essentially this is the plot of Final Fantasy 2 just kidding. And uh, at some point, Edgar makes this mention and he says, no human is born with the powers you have, which immediately made me think that Terra is an alien of some sort. Um, and it was just like a, it, it feels like a foreshadowing. Maybe I'm reading too much into it because like, you know, translations sometimes suck and very often JRPGs and from what I'm noticing in Final Fantasy, they have these like loose threads, these like little red herrings where they make some, make basically a, a big statement that you could really read into and then nothing happens, right? And that's that's kind of like just what we should expect here, that it is a absolute possibility that she's not an alien, that she's just a human and it was just a figure of expression. When we enter the Chocobo view, we have a 3D-ish running view of the Chocobo. So imagine that your Chocobo is kind of like a car and you're playing, I don't know, F-Zero or something like that. Well, maybe not F-Zero, but you're just kind of like walking on the planet as the the, the sprite map scrolls past you. And it's, it's a little bit angled. I'm guessing it used Mode 7 and SNES as I'm learning more about it because uh, it kind of, it seems like that. It seems like you're walking on a huge sprite that is wrapped around and slowly coming to you 
as your character is quote unquote walking because in fact i mean you're like staying still and the world scrolls below you which is what a lot of like uh racing games did back then this was a huge departure from everything i remember with these games and it's kind of funny because this like slanted 3d-ish view is something that i remember in final fantasy one for the psp right so like a lot of the remakes kind of took over that that 3d view um in in various situations sometimes when you're like you know you get into a, a ship the entire world turns a little bit and it's kind of like that but in this case it was just really apparent that they were using like the you know the snes uh, mode or whatever it, it, it was really cool um you also get a mini map in the corner so no longer do you have to guess buttons or forget that there is a mini map or a map that you can access uh if you remember in final fantasy one this was the map was kind of like an Easter egg that you had to find. Uh, like you would talk to, I think it was a witch or or it was a broom. That's right, it was a broom sweeping in a witch's house in Final Fantasy One that told you backward, you know, how to access the mini map. Not not here. You get a nice little mini map in the corner of the screen, and I, I love it. I really love it. Um, it does take away a little bit from the immersion because you kind of start staring only at the minimap because you're moving one pixel around and trying to get get into places. But I, I don't care. I really just enjoy having a minimap and, and, and everything else. Eventually we start, so I start actually heading where I'm supposed to go. Um, we go to South Figaro Cave, which is south of Figaro. There's a soldier. Um, our plan is to go to the returner's or the returner headquarters in the north. The soldier takes the chocobo and goes back to the castle to tell them about the plans. So like we're not leaving the castle just to be under the sand and do nothing. We end up traveling the world as Terra. So uh, I, you can switch the characters around. And I think maybe in the last episode, in the episode before that, there was a lot of time between the last recording and this recording, which is why I'm having trouble remembering. Um, I didn't really like having Edgar as the main character because he's like a little he's 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 a pervert right like he's pervert and he's abusive of his uh power like i, I mean I, I know i read in a lot into this and i know there are a lot of like tropes and stuff but like i feel like i can't even repeat it like in the last episode it's why would somebody tell a child that when they grow up they're gonna marry them that is he's an old man like he's even if he wasn't an old man no matter what i mean it's just i did not want to walk through the planet with his representation as my main character okay i just did not I didn't like it. It it's it, this character is actually a huge turnoff for me in this game. Just like I think in Final Fantasy IV when Cecil and Kane were basically saying all this, you know, anti, uh, well, just like this, uh, what do you call it, misogynist stuff, you know, about uh, Rydia and um, I can't remember her name, uh, the princess, right? And they, you know, they had they fought back against it, but like I was not happy with it. And in this case, I'm not happy with having a character that I would not want to associate with in real life and i know it's kind of silly because in some games like you literally have like an assassin on your whatever and that's like questionably moral uh qu sorry questionably uh moral right but in this case like everybody's kind of okay with it it's not really like a oh no he's an evil character or something he's like it's it, it's a good character like a you know positive force in the world but he hits on underage women and his subjects that basically have no equivalent and power to push back against them like it's not that's not okay. So I'm traveling as Terra because now she's my favorite character in this game. I always latch on to, I liked Rydia. 
I like Terra. I think, you know, <laughs> it kind of makes sense. So went into the cave. Uh, there was another health spring, which was nice. Uh, I saw a turtle swimming, which felt like a throwback to Final Fantasy V, the, the sage, the turtle sage. It's a very small cave. There is like lots of treasure and just feels like a good beginner cave, like a let me go dig into this. And it took basically no time at all to get to the other side of the mountains. I went in there like one more time because I went the wrong way but I felt like it was totally fine. I noticed this new item called a sleeping bag and I couldn't really understand like what it does. And it turns out that it restores the health of one person. Uh, that's kind of neat. Like that's a, that's kind of a neat, cheap way of like basically when you don't have money for tents. And I wonder if this step is really even that necessary. Like what does it add to the game? You know, uh, I'm thinking about like a tent and in most of the Final Fantasy games, tents were just kind of ubiquitous. Like you could get them just about anywhere. They didn't really cost much money. Like, what is the point of, like, separating these two out? Unless it's like a... No, I really don't get it. I mean, I, I get maybe, like, easing the player into it. I don't think you need to ease the player that much into it. You don't need to take that extra step with the sleeping bag. Maybe I'm missing something. That's a possibility. Maybe it's just cheaper to have sleeping bags than uh, potions, right? So maybe that's that's something that I'll be stocking up on instead. I don't know. So I went to the South Figaro Village. Uh, it was... Once you exit the cave, it's, like, right there. Um, and... Uh, I made a note here <laughs> that the whole overworld feels a little 3D-ish. So I don't, I wondered if it was in the SNES version and just like a cursory look, you know, at the SNES version, it looks like the, it is. Uh, I ended up going into the village then. Um, the village was vast. Like in comparison to some of the previous villages in the previous games, this village was big, right? Like it wasn't like two, three buildings. It was an entire structure. You go up and down. It looked like one of the larger cities in like Final Fantasy 4 or 5, right? It looked like, and maybe this is just a larger city, but it, it's just, these villages feel much bigger and more populated than in the previous games. And I appreciate that. There's a bunch of hidden items and boxes and barrels, like just about every box and barrel that you think might have an item will probably have one. Uh, again, it feels like a good starter town. You had a good starter cave where you kind of find out that you can get st straight through if you need to, but you can, you know, turn off to go find treasure. And in this case, you have a start of a town where the more you explore, you get rewarded with potions. And I don't know if you got an elixir, at, if I got an elixir at one point, but there was just a lot of stuff everywhere. And it really encouraged you to like press A against random things and just explore. I very much appreciate that. I think this that was a really good way of doing that, of uh, getting the user or the, the player introduced to this idea of uh, re uh, rewards for exploration. Went to a pub, we talked to some random guy and it's apparently someone that Edgar knows. Uh, he's masked and not answering and we get our character intro. So character intro is like when you see the character sprite facing you and then like a little blurb. Um, this was a ninja class character. His name's Shadow. He's a ruthless assassin. And no, we don't get him on our party yet. I bet you we will at one point. Um, it, I feel like that's a... I can't make that as like a real prediction because it's it's just you don't get character intros for characters that you're not going to have, right? The pub has a nice door to the inn so you can go from one to the other and I I wrote I wrote this down because I do really feel this here. I love the town design design here. Uh whenever you have things like uh upstairs and downstairs, uh upstairs and downstairs like uh doors to open, uh basements, I think the inn had a basement at some point uh where I walked there. It's, uh, it feels very alive when you have like all these, when you have like livable sections of the game where things kind of make sense. Like having a pub and an inn connected, like 
you don't have to do it in a game, but for some reason it feels so nice. Like it's a change up. Like you have to go through the pub to get to the inn or you have to find the side entrance to the inn, if I remember correctly, or something like that. I, I like that design. So when I went to the inn, uh, if you go to, if you go talk to actually somebody downstairs of the pub, uh, there is a downstairs, they run off. But if you go to the downstairs of the inn, that person is there and we learn about relics. Finally, we get a, a real intro to the relics. And guess who tells us about it? A Moogle. So a Moogle shows up on a blank screen and explains that what, what relics are. Looks like there are like specific relics to help boost specific classes. There, some of the relics make you run faster, which I believe that was one relic that we either found somewhere or somebody gave us in this town. So got to do that. I don't know exactly still how it works in that. I wonder if some of the relics, like does my main character who's walking the town have to have the running relic? Or is it any character? And then which relics, which relics apply to one, which relics apply to the whole, you know, party? Um, we also find chocobo stables, so you can actually get a chocobo whenever you want to. Again, wonderful addition. I remember in one of the games, uh, I think it was four, you had access to a chocobo stable. Maybe it was three actually, and the cho you couldn't actually take the chocobo from the stable. Um, it was just a stable. I think it was four. I think it was four. Yeah, I don't know. But in this case, you can just get a chocobo and this, this is how you do it. Um, there are lots of little secret places, lots of items to buy. I thought about going grinding and I did for a little bit, but then ended up not. In one of the towns or in one of the buildings, the we saw the ninja again, Shadow, I think. I think that was who it was. And he was talking to somebody, but that person's like, I'm not going to tell you anything until, you know, unless I have some cider. And now I don't know where to get cider. <laughs> This is a big town. There's just a lot of information here. Uh, we also come across a family home, and we I think we talked to the wife of a famous martial artist, Duncan. Uh, not that we learned her name, you know, that's can't have that in RPGs. You always have to have the female figures be described by the man that actually that accomplishes stuff. Yeah, I I wonder how later Final Fantasy games doesn't do with this. I remember in Final Fantasy 13, your main character was a woman. I don't remember much misogynist stuff there. I don't know. Why couldn't I just have, give her name? I don't know. It's, uh, yeah. Anyway, so Duncan will be at Mount Colt. And yeah, um, when we go, when we go to the bottom of the town, we'll actually come across, uh, an NPC that mentions that Figaro's, uh, defenses are empire proof which tells me that this town is probably going to get attacked by the Empire. And I wonder if it's going to be the same thing like in Final Fantasy II, where some of the towns felt safe and then they got bombarded by the uh, Dreadnought, right? The Fear Knot. <laughs> uh, and I'm wondering if uh, if the Empire is going to have something similar, some kind of a weapon of, you know, mass destruction, so to speak. But, you know, like a, an airship or probably a floating castle. That's, I mean, that would be what Final Fantasy does. But I'm wondering what, what's going to happen here. I did have a prediction real quick that I wanted to write down. Um, I did, I'm, I'm key, now keeping... Um, track of all my predictions. I have a special section over here in my in my notebook or in my you know virtual notebook or whatever in my notes um, where I try to keep track of some of the predictions. So the past predictions in Final Fantasy, sorry, in the second episode, I predicted that the Emperor is a demon or a monster. In this this episode, I am my prediction is that South Figaro Village will be attacked when we come back from Mount Colts, which Mount Colts is like the obvious place to go at this point. So that's that's what I'm guessing, that it's gonna be on fire and it's gonna be attacked. Um, there was also a ship docked all the way at the bottom of South Figaro. 
I don't know if it's too early in the game. I don't feel like it is, but I think that's going to be our ship. So here's what I'm predicting. We're going go to go to Mount Colts. And by the time we come back, Mount Col or, or uh, the South Figaro village is going to be attacked by the Empire. We're going to try to run through there and we're going to, I don't know, grab Shadow with us because he needs to join our party. We'll get on a ship, the, the ship that's docked there and get out. That's what I'm kind of thinking it's going to happen. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention is that if we do get Duncan as one of the characters we get to play, which I don't know if we will, and Shadow at the same time, we'll already be at five characters. And I believe there are only four slots in the uh, main menu. I am wondering if this is the very first Final Fantasy game where you get to switch out your party members with party members that stay on a ship or somewhere else, right? Like in most Final Fan modern Final Fantasy games, you typically play two of like six characters at a time, right? In Final Fantasy 13, you played as two characters, but you switch between like the two characters across different places. It's a little bit different, but if I remember correctly in seven, yeah, I mean in seven, I played a little bit of seven, um, you only have access to three characters at a time and you can switch those out at certain points in the game. I don't know if it's a, uh, on the save point or whatever else. I think this, is, we, this will be the first game where we get to do that, where we get to pick our party, which is which also explains why we don't have the same job system as in five, because you're going to have all these characters with pre-built class systems that you can pick from and then augment with relics to make them your own, right? So if you want to like run a ninja, instead of having your character change into a ninja class, which is what you would do in five and three, right? Or in four where there's it's not an option whatsoever. I think that in five, you'll literally switch out to have shadow as one of your characters characters. Uh, I don't know how this will work with experience and gear. One thing that I'm worried about is how the experience system will work, because uh, in most, not most, in some of the JRPGs I've played, and let's say Pokemon is a great example, um, in Pokemon, each one of your Pokemon will get the experience from the battle that they attend, right? They'll get a, an even split. So if you're fighting against one Pokemon and you use three of your, your party members, those three party members, unless one of them died, will split the experience in three, right? At some point, this got changed. This got changed because this is not very sustainable. You end up basically beefing up two, three of your Pokemon and not really caring about the rest because it's just too much work to constantly rotate through your Pokemon. In later Pokemon games, uh, you got experience share, which usually just meant like it pretended one of your uh, Pokemon attended a battle and so you'd you'd split the experience between two between whoever fought and then plus this one extra you know Pokemon and in much later games I think you got full experience for the attacking Pokemon and then half of that like an additional half would get spread across your party members I'm wondering how Final Fantasy V is handling it if all your characters get um, experience points as they go or if you're basically gonna like pick a team and be possibly locked in because you're going to over-level so much over the unpicked characters that it's not going to be doable. Again, who knows if this is even going to happen. So we have three predictions. I think next episode or the one after that, we'll probably hear what's going to happen about these predictions, about the switching of the characters, the South Figaro ship, and uh, the you know Duncan Shadow jo joining our group, and uh, that South Figaro will be attacked, which was my other prediction. Anyways, that's it for the episode today. Um, I have a really weird recording schedule. I wanted to like kind of give an update. I believe that Final Fantasy II at this point is 15 episodes in. Um, 
oh, not two, five. Final Fantasy V is 15 episodes in published, or it's about to be 15th episode. It takes me a lot longer to record between episodes right now, just because I'm recovering a little bit from the burnout of trying to get through Final Fantasy V. I mean, I basically played it, played the last portion of it for two months straight. Like, that was the game that I would sit down to play. And, it, you know, it takes a lot longer than playing without taking notes and without, you know, doing uh, recording episodes and stuff like that. So that's why. Um, but I think that's it. You can follow me on Twitter, on twitter.com slash yafpodcast. I want to encourage you to tweet me if you have any questions or comments about these episodes. Um, I would love to have, like, longer, better conversations about Final Fantasy. So if you're up for that, maybe we can figure something out. You can always catch me on the New Game Plus podcast Discord. I occasionally record episodes with them at this point. It's kind of funny, but um, I've been on like, I think four or five episodes technically uh, altogether. Um, I'm on their Discord 24-7. I'm a staff member and I'm a Patreon supporter. Go check them out, ngbpodcast.com. And if you join their Discord, you can literally just at me or or talk to me and I, anybody's going to be up for a discussion about Final Fantasy. Hopefully the podcast uh, hosts are not going to care that much that I'm just saying this. I mean, I doubt it because it's going to be cool to have like more people going and discovering their podcast, but still, you know, whatever. But yeah, that's that. That's it. Uh, please leave a rating and review if you can, wherever you can. Tell your friends about this podcast if they like Final Fantasy and I will see you next time.